that question is so loaded, John. I don't even know where to start well, with that. Well, question. well I, I listen, guess, I guess, I guess the problem is, is, and by the way, kind of, I love that question. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. This is an interesting. What's the solution here? Show up, understand your part, and just crush it. Pay-per-click, social media, we can talk about all this stuff, but what really matters is patient experience, that wow factor. Startup Uncensored, the questions you have with the truths you need to hear. Now your hosts, Michael Dincio and John Bertagni. Welcome, welcome, uh, listeners, followers. We're getting we're getting this party started this uh, this morning uh, as we talk about a very important topic. You know, when when uh, we, you know we worked our way all the way through a startup, and now we're heading into these business functions, right, John? The the business yep. functions that that get practices going quicker, faster, more efficient, more profitable. And uh, I, as always, I'm super excited about the guests that we bring on because I usually have a personal relationship with them, and and I definitely do in this case. But we got a wealth of knowledge. But John, first and foremost, thanks for always being here for me, my friend. <laughs> I just show up somehow. It's it's perfect. Weird. Uh, no, this is. Uh, and thanks for you know we're having fun. That's yep. that's that's the the bottom line here. But this is a big piece. This is a big piece. The way that I look at this, uh, especially a startup, sometimes these might be some young dentists and they might not have the bedside manner for that, you know, bridging the gap of money and speaking to money. Um, and our, our guest today, Samir Basin of Care Credit, he is going to help us understand the nuances, the foundation of building a practice around bridging that gap of monetary units and helping patients get the treatment plans that they need, which is huge. It's not that you're trying to sell them something, it's actually giving them something they need. So Samir, thank you so much for being here, my man. Hey, my pleasure. It's like, geez, I mean, that's a nice introduction. I think I'm feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders right now. Like, <laughs> you better, you massive. better, you yeah. better. That's right. Like, yeah, I, I usually way overqualify people. In this case, I didn't. I can tell. Well, we're going to get into some stuff. Every time I talk about statistics about case acceptance, it's weird because somehow I tap into a care credit statistic. And I think they all come from you, Samir. So uh, I, I hope you have some of those today. But I'll, I'll do my best, but you know how, how legal teams work. So <laughs> That's right. true. I will do my best. That's uh, true. Well, yeah. Care Credit, uh, as everybody probably already knows, their brand is just out there. Everybody knows about them. They, they literally are the, the biggest grill in the marketplace. It's not a matter of if you're going to have a Care Credit option for your client, but it's but it's now become a, 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 a thing where how are you using it right um and that's that's what that's what you do samari is you educate dentists providers uh business owners on how to effectively use your product so let's get right into it we we try not to uh dilly dally in fact i you know, real quick quick you guys can't hear my stomach like i got a high def mic 
I didn't eat breakfast this morning. I'm a little, I'm a little worried. Did you guys hear that? That my stomach, like that was embarrassing. You didn't hear it. Definitely not. No. Okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, so care credit, Samir. What is in your in your opinion? What is the biggest pitfall of providers? I mean, this is the whole episode today, but we can get into it. Yeah. What is the biggest pitfall in having your tool? And it is a tool in in these offices. Yeah. What's the biggest pitfall uh, uh, when they're, when not using or, or using or whatever? What's the biggest yeah. pitfall? Well, I mean, so here's, I always use this analogy and I joke about it, but there's a lot of truth in it. I always say it's like, you know, do you know what the, what the similarity is between a gym membership and care credit? Like people have it, they don't use it. And that's where it all comes down to. So the, the biggest pitfall is, think about it, the, the reason we all are in this profession is to help that patient. Yeah. And by not addressing the money, whether it's discomfort, whether you don't believe anybody needs help, whether it's you're afraid of having that conversation, the biggest pitfall is, is the patient is the one that, that gets the, you know, not the that they should and that they deserve. So that's the biggest pitfall. And, right. and the, the solution is so so easy. That's the that's the part. I think it's where the perception and reality, there's like a big gap. And that's what I and my team will try to bridge that a little bit. And in what you think, or as a dental office, as you what you think, as a dentist, what you think, your production, your collection, your business, it, it doesn't matter. Pick a topic. What I think is usually in more cases than not is different than what is the reality, if you were to put the numbers to it. Well, so, and that comes that comes from experience, Amir, right? I mean, not having a preconceived idea of what this person can afford. Because without providing the option of whether it's a care credit yeah. or an in-office plan or what have you, you don't know what is going on in that life beyond the oral cavity, right? Yeah. Of what's yeah. happening back home. And yeah. so many times people forget hey, there could be something happening. I should offer care credit yeah. every single time yeah. because cash flow is very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very powerful. And we all grew up hearing, and I think I've lost numbers of how many times I have heard it. It's like, don't judge the book by its cover. But yeah. it's a nice saying, but unfortunately, we all still do it. Yeah. We all yeah. do it. it Again, over and over, it almost takes you consciously. You have to tell yourself, "I'm not gonna do this this time. I am not going to to figure out what can patient want, what do they need, or what they what they may say yes to or not. What is so wrong in just giving the information? Give me the information. For the most part, our patients are are smart, educated individuals. They make life decisions on a daily basis. Why would it be such a hard decision for me if you were to bring up money? I either say yes or no, or maybe not now. I'll at least give you something, right? So, and, and, and to your point, yes, it does come with experience, but it also comes with that. Do you actually believe in the value of the treatment that you're providing? See, yeah. if I believe in the value of what I'm providing, then everything else is just me trying to get you there. I think money just happens to be one of the obstacles. I I think that, I think that's the point, isn't it? Is, is if the providers are not creating, well, the treatment planning in big picture to me, big picture, 
outside yeah. of care credit is really, really interesting to me because in general, if, if the providers, the folks listening to the show aren't creating the value in the back, then it's going to be really hard to, to sell treatment in general. But the, probably the one thing that I'm thinking about pitfall wise is, is exactly what you just said is judging the book, but more, it, it might be deeper than that. It might be the front office people. I find they project their own financial issues and they just come up with their own determination about how they want to talk to the patient if they're broke or if they mismanage their money or if they're afraid of being declined. They don't throw that out there because of them. But it has nothing to do with the person across the desk. True. And then if you peel that onion a little bit more, it all comes from that, that disc. I don't want to talk about it. So it's so much easier for me to project what I think it is, what the chances are, or yeah. you're too rich, you're wearing too nice of clothes, or you're not rich enough, or whatever it is. It's it's only because I don't have the the, the skill set or the tools or the resources for me to have a conversation. Have a conversation. See, I think that's part of the problem more often than not. But I, at least in my experience, I used to hear offices tell me all the time, oh, you want me to push care credit? You want me to sell care credit? <laughs> right. No. No, I don't want to push anything. It is it is just just tell the patient, give them the option, and you'll be amazed what they choose. They may so, not choose care credit, and that's okay. At least now you are, you're getting somewhere. If, there's a, if they come up with the reason of, I, uh, let me think about it, or do we have to do this many, or do we have to do it this much, this time? Keep that conversation open. Right. So let me ask you... Samir, let me ask you a question. Let's talk about like the actual process, right? Uh, because I think that's important because it's it's essentially almost instant, right? And the monetary units goes to the doctor quicker than going through the process, correct? Yes. So can you explain, because that's a benefit. Once again, we're talking about cash flow, right? Yeah. Um, explain that process of what that looks like. Sure. How, how quick it can happen and how quick that money could hit their bank account for a larger case, right? Okay. Yeah. If we're just literally talking operational, right, John? Yeah. Just literally operational, not the whole process, what's built around it. The no. operation part is if I already, if I don't have, let's just start with an example. If I don't have a care credit credit card, I am just walking in a patient. I don't know how I'm going to pay. The process for them to apply shouldn't take more than 30 seconds. And, and get an answer. If they are approved, they will have a credit limit assigned to them and an account number. All the office at that point in time has to do is do the transaction right there under two, three minutes, and the doctor gets paid, and the, the money gets deposited minus our fees in 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Worst case scenario, let's say 48 hours. And those fees, what are those? Just to be transparent on this, right? I'm sorry, say that again. And the fees, what are we talking? There's a range, correct? There is a range. There is yeah. a range. And as the months, and especially on the dental side, you know, so we, it, for, for lack of better purposes, like there's two major promotions that that is offered to our patients. One is called deferred interest, which is, yeah, you know, easy is like you pay it off in time and you don't pay any interest kind of a thing, like six, mm -hmm. 12, 18 and 24 months. But then there are larger treatments. Not every see that's the part of the problem is everybody assumes, or at least in my experience, they assume everyone wants interest free. 
Not really. They're looking for a payment that they can afford. So if it's a $10,000 treatment, you offer me six months. Yes, sounds interesting or size, even 12 months. It sounds great, but eight, $900 over 12 months is not feasible for me. Right. Um, so it's, that's again, again, the perception needs to change. So I may want like, okay, I'll pay over 60 months. Yes, I do pay a, a minimum amount of interest right from day one, but at least my payments are not 900. They may be 120, 130, whatever it is based on that dollar amount. That's what I'm looking for. And we've said it all the time. And we try to tell our teams all the time, people don't buy cars, they buy car payments. You know, they're looking at if I can't afford a Ferrari, there's no point in me walking into a Ferrari dealership and it doesn't matter how nice it looks. I just can't afford it. So I'm, but if they were to say you can have it for $250 a month, like, all right, it's a Ferrari. I well, only we, get Monday for $250. We, we've so. actually, we've actually uh, talked about any, on the show, uh, on previous episodes, if anybody breaks anything down per month, walk away. But that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm, I'm remembering, I'm remembering an episode. I, mean, I think it was the equipment guys. If, if an equipment yeah. guy or gal breaks anything down to a dollar amount, walk away. But in this case, in this case, um, we're talking about people's health and, and we're not selling. We're trying to help people understand that they need to get this treatment done. Um, I, I, Samir, let's take it to some statistics. I, I, want to, I want to double down on what you just said. I, I think, well, I, I think I read something just not long ago that in general, people don't have a lot of cash on hand. I think it was the Gen Xers or Gen X. Yeah. Gen X that didn't have more than a thousand, like, like a huge portion of the Gen X population didn't even have a thousand dollars sitting in their checking account. I mean, it was mind blowing to me how little they have on savings. And so, um, so about, so back to the fees, right? Yes. Interest rate. It's a part of it. It's a part of the convenience of being able to afford this. It's yeah. a cash flow thing. Tell me like, what are some statistics that you can share with us that might surprise our listeners in general? Well, so so part of what you mentioned, Mike, was it was a it was a newspaper article that was uh, it is a little old. Like I know with COVID, everything has changed. I'm sure the numbers are going to look much different now. But I remember from two years ago or something it was on Forbes and even on uh, MSNBC that almost you know they said sixty percent of U.S. population cannot write a check or has less than a thousand dollars for emergency funds. Something on those lines. So now think about it, like that is a good chunk of the population. So unless your practice is only and exclusively dealing with the top 1% of tax bracket, <laughs> this is this is the patient base. This is where we are at. Right. Um, and, and yes, you know, even people who have money, they don't wake up in the morning and say, okay, I just would love to spend $5,000 on, on dental implants today. They... Yeah. So, so it, that's where I think it's the, it's the, it's the challenge is, is us trying to put people in buckets of too rich, too poor, not sure, whatever it is, versus I say it all the time to our teams, like, just give them the option. You'll be amazed that that person that you thought can't afford pulls out a lot of cash and person you thought will never offer financing because he just drove up in a Mercedes or, or has wearing a nice watch and will say, I'll take 12 months. I don't have to pay any interest. I don't have to take money out of the bank account. My money right. can make money somewhere else. So it's it's that that mentality. So so 
to, you know, at least in my experience, and, and I was a rep and I managed a team, it never failed us. It was every single time we walked in, it was, the assumption was the same. It's like, oh, you know, we are in too rich of a neighborhood, so nobody needs financing, or we are in too poor and nobody can afford financing. I'm like, right. how is that that every practice in like one of these two neighborhoods? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yet the- well, let, me, let me ask you this question then, Samir. Out of that piece, how, you know, of all the client base that you have or practitioners that you have, what is the utilization within those practices that use care credit? Actually, before, before you answer, the last time Samir did a report for me, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this. The client's no longer my client, but I was just getting involved and we were starting to do some training on a consulting level. Yeah. And it was a really big office, John, like $2 million, 1.7, 2 big practice. Okay. Yeah. And I was just really curious, like, oh, well, me and Samir just talked and I, maybe we were talking about you getting on this episode. Anyways, he's like, look at all these cool tools. And by the way, and I hope maybe we get into this a little bit, but they've got some freaking awesome tools. But the tool he used to tell me how many applications were sent in or tried yeah. okay out of a two million dollar practice you know lots of patients running through that practice john take a guess how many applications went in for the year for the year <laughs> I, obviously i'm supposed to guess low yeah i'm gonna say 45 four <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Samir, I, I literally just teed that up for you. On you just teed it up. Go. Yep. Go. I was going to tell John, it's like, you know, so the, the challenge is not so much so because it, if you talk to somebody, I think everybody says, oh, we use a lot of it. We use a lot of care credit or we use a lot of patient financing. Right. Part of, and this is where I think I and my team can take a little bit of uh, responsibility. We've never really outlined what is good. Is $10,000 good? Is $100,000 good? Is $1 million good? Is $10 million good? We've never said that. But right. let's change the metric a little bit. And that's what Mike was talking about. Is Remember, we said originally in the beginning, it's all about that patient. You know, I There could be a, a practice may not see 40 patients. Not every practice sees 40 patients a day. So how can we figure out, and let's keep it percentage-wise. So if I was to say the easiest metric, you know, and I saw it multiple times happening. So it's a domino effect. It's a start of a domino effect. Yep. It's how many applications. So the easiest metric that I would tell anyone at is ten percent at bats, right? What's that? Yeah, yeah. how many at bats you have? Exactly, exactly. And you're saying ten percent's the right number, Samir? Ten percent is a great number to shoot for. Ten percent of your patients should be applying. So if you see forty patients a day, simple math: four applications. You know, if you see four patients a day or five patients a day, again, simple math. So it, it goes into percentages because if it's a large practice, they only do full mark, they may not see 20, 30, 40 patients a day. So that is a good metric. And that's where I think my kind of kind of took it all the way is this huge practice is they will tell you, and I'm sure they told you, Mike, that we use a lot and like, all right, let's take a look at it. Like you're telling me, of all the patients that you see on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, and a yearly basis, only four people needed financing. So, so 
let, let me dig into that just a little bit. And John, this is, this is really fun. Like I'm sure you're sitting over here really like wanting to pull your hair out. Like, like I was, okay. So let me, let me, I think Samir, you taught me this, uh, or, or is a, a slide that I heard you present at once, but it was something like 20 or 30% of all patients walking through a private practice don't know how they would pay for their dentistry. Yeah. If you presented it, they like, they like, I would know I would maybe use a credit card or I'd use cash or whatever. Yes. Like I would know how I could, or, yeah. or John, maybe you would use your dental insurance. That's how you would pay for it. Right. Yeah. But it was something like 20 some percent. Am I on yeah. that? Yes. You, you are. You're so, so what it is, is we kind of took a look at what, the CMS, the, the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, says this is how dentistry is paid in the U.S., irrespective of which office. Again, it's a, it's a cumulative. Um, 50% of most payments come from credit, from insurance companies, mm -hmm. from, from their benefits. About 30, 35% comes from check, credit card, and cash. Okay, so that makes it about 80, 85% of all payment options. The remaining 15 to 20% are the ones who say... Let me think about it. Or I'll call you back. Well, these patients are walking away. There's that that's the sweet spot. Yeah. So, you know, the, the thought is that we want every patient to be on care credit credit card. No. Yeah. The, the thought is we want 90% off a doctor's business and all their over-the-counter over collections. No. So, so if you were looking at both, if the patient, 10% of your patients shoot for that, and you'd be amazed as to how it starts to change the, the collection and the acceptance and no cancellation, low cancellations, no show off, how that changes. And if you're looking at a dollar amount, is a good place for you to, whether it's care credit or someone else, that 20%, it's a, it's a, it's a high functioning practice, that 20% of your overall collections, your over-the-counter collections should come from a third-party patient financing like care credit. That's, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Just that little bit can change a practice, right? Because we're also talking about large dollar amounts and figures that are associated with this. Yeah. But it's it's not about the money, right? It's it's more about what they're trying to do and, and yeah. what they feel is right, right? Yeah. So here's my question. Um, because you can go into a Target and guess what they're going to ask you when you're checking out? Do you want to apply for a Target card today? Yeah. You can go into Nordstrom's and you can say, hey, do you want to go and get a Nordstrom's card today? I mean, yeah. I don't even know. Does Dollar Store have you know credit cards? They probably do. I'm not sure yet, but it's coming. But yeah. here's my question. Because when you do this, obviously, mm -hmm. it's going to hit your credit score. It's probably a soft hit, right? Mm -hmm. Number one. Yes. Number two, they're, not everyone's going to get approved am that i correct fun. with this that is so, you know, <laughs> go out on a limb here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean what, what i'm trying to say is i i think there's 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 manners that has to be understood when you're helping this person do the application yeah. that there's potential right don't worry <laughs> about it we'll figure something else out but i think this is a great option for you what what do we know about these declines and what's yeah. the best way to handle them yeah, so so the the declines for us is very different than you would experience for a Visa Mastercard, like a regular full circle credit card. Um, it's a it's a healthcare credit card, so even our requirements are different. Um, we're a little bit much more lenient than it would be if you were to just apply for a Mastercard. 
So it's more about the credit worthiness than how much money you make. Now, if somebody makes $10,000 a month and looks really good on a piece of paper, but almost 9,000 is in debts, not the best risk. Right. On the flip side of it, if somebody's making, I'm just using as an example, it's like $1,500 a month, again, doesn't look very good, but they, they have no other debts and they have literally no other debts. Well, there is $1,500 that you are on a regular basis, might be a different risk for us. So, so this is where I always tell the offices, why would you want to be in banking business? Do you realize how much it takes, how much we have systems and checks and balances in place? We deal with millions upon millions upon millions of dollars a day. Like if we are telling you it's not a good credit risk. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, it it's has- not like that we get pride, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, there is no one celebrating that we just declined somebody or not approved someone. And that's definitely not the case because we want to help as many patients as we possibly can. But, but almost sometimes it's like we are almost doing them a, you know, I hate to say this, like one more loan could put them in a very bad financial situation. Yeah. So, here so my is like, here, let's just step back. Let's just go one more step on that because you're right. One thing that these, you know, these dentists that are doing a startup have to understand, they need to find a collection agency at some point in time for over 90s, right? Yeah. Um, you guys essentially do your own collections because the loan is through you mm-hmm. to the end user. So exactly. this takes that whole bucket. If there is credit, you know, default, it's not the dentist has to go to them. It's right. you guys. Can you explain that piece? Because I think that's yeah. important too. Yeah. This, this takes that, you know, I need your money mindset out of the uh, the front desk and doctor. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, what it's called a non-recourse. So all we literally ask is if the patient, for whatever reason, decides they don't want to pay care credit, for whatever reason, all we ask the doctor is like, okay, let's just check. There's some documentation, checks and balances, something very simple. It's, you know, the receipt, signed receipt, did you check the ID, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And if all that is in place, we take the risk. We are the ones working with the patient. The doctor, we don't say it's like, hey, Dr. John, we need to take that $1,500 back out of your account because your patient did not pay. So we are taking that risk. So it's it's part of, is that what you were asking, John? Like how? Well, yeah, I think that's that's important because especially for larger cases, oh, yeah. here, put this on a re- reoccurring, let's do it for the next, you know, 20 months and we'll do 400 a month for this 4,800, yeah. whatever it is, right? Yeah. But bottom line is that's on them. Plus yes. they're incurring the 3%, plus yes. they're incurring Susie or, you know, Joaquin doing this, yeah. um, you know, yeah. swiping the card every month. Like yeah. it, it takes time. It takes money. And well, you know, let me, let me jump into that, onto that. Cause uh, part of our practice analysis reports are to look at, you know, claims aging and patient, patient uh, estimated uh, outstanding. And, I, I just sometimes wonder how these patient balances get so crazy. And usually when I dig into it, it's the, oh, well, Dr. Smith gave, gave that guy nine months and Dr. Smith gave that guy three months. And, right. and so what that does is it creates a lot more work for the front office. And usually you have to write it off and 
you hope <laughs> you hope you don't have to go to the collections agency. So so utilizing care credit obviously can minimize that. And I'm glad, John, you talked about the declines. Let's talk about how real quick, we gotta wrap this up, but let's talk about how easy it is to present it. Because I think that's one of the biggest misnomers in in the process. Like yeah. you, Samir, you taught me like you guys literally can help present a treatment plan with some of your tools that literally yeah. gives the patient without even talking about it. Yeah. Right. It's a piece yeah. of paper that says you got three payment options. And by the way, one of them's care credit and you yeah. know, right. So walk us yeah. through like that. And, 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 and we'll, by the way, Mike, hang on a second. I have one more question after this. So you're, you're not. All right. this. You're not I, I will not interrupt my brain totally on this answer. Then I will leave <laughs> some for you. John. I will leave go, some go, for you. Go, Samir. Uh, go, go. Good. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so to, we talked earlier about the tools and resources, right? And, and that is what we try to do. We try to make sure it's easy for the person who is presenting. They have right the information. They don't feel like they are being an, you know, sales is a bad word in dental offices. Like, oh, I'm not selling any of that. It's like, I'm educating. Great. So one of the tools that is probably one of the most underutilized tools that we have is called Payment Options Form. And it literally is just what it says, Payment Options Form. It It's a beautifully, it looks very professional, has the patient's name, has the practice information. And all it will say is, John, your investment today is $5,000. Your benefits will cover $1,500. Your portion is thirty-five. We accept check, credit card, or cash. If you pay cash, we if you give courtesy adjustment, we'll actually calculate 5 7 10%, whatever your practice does. And a lot of our patients like to pay over the period of time. If that's the case, we can do it for $120 a month or $60 a month. What works best for you? I never mentioned care credit. I never mentioned patient financing. I gave I you all that. the options. I love that. I mean, and that's, that's just taking the salesmanship out. You're just giving education and you're giving options. Yeah. So, so, so here's my question. I mean, wouldn't it be, and I don't know if there's a tool for this, if there's an API from care credit for, you know, the list that has unscheduled treatment within the software itself, is there something that can extract the 300, $500 million worth of unscheduled treatment that's in the people's software, the -hmm. people, the dentists, um, but that can spit this stuff out because that stuff's not going away and it's not getting any better. And it's a great place to start. You know, if you are wondering whether patient financing is for your practice or not, John, you just kind of outlined it. Pull your diagnosed and unscheduled report and it will give you a good indication how well are your patient accepting the treatment that you are recommending. Right. right? It's and it's the same. The, the, the challenge has always been, oh, our acceptance rate is 90 percent or 99 percent. No, no, it's not. No, no it's the medical treatment is not. <laughs> no, it's not. Maybe, maybe for that free toothbrush, but not <laughs> for anything else. No, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> so, so that's a great place to start. And now there's actually even a report for if the practice has practiced for us, has the doctor practiced for a while and has used care credit, there's actually a report that they can pull that says, here's the, you know, give me all the unscheduled or, or all the patients that are in my practice that have care credit that still have money available and match that against your diagnosed and unscheduled against if they have any benefits. Yeah. That's who, that's your, like, that's the patient you want immediately to, especially towards the end of the year. The, the challenge is if you have a good process, John, 
you don't have to worry about that because right. you are constantly taking care of it as you are going. You don't have to worry about the 90 day that you mentioned earlier, right? The, the, you know, the collections, it's a past 90 because there's not a process. And that's the biggest challenge that we try to fix and, and look at is, is care credit used as a product or part of the process? It's very easy for us to identify the moment we walk into a practice. I is love it I when love you're looking at, yeah, I'm sorry. What yeah. is that, Mike? No, I was just going to say dentistry, dentistry really is the successful practices. It's, it's doing the right things over and over every single day that add up to really large successes. And I, I, you know, before I even got into this dentistry business, I didn't realize how the units, John, you, you use the word all the time units. It really is units. It's managing every single unit, not not crown unit, but unit as a money or applications or follow throughs with hygiene or fluoride. It's literally, you do all the right processes, including offering care credit. You will do better period. End of story. Am I I missing something here? No, I think you just nailed it. (laughs) Well, good. Since we just solved literally dentistry. And, and to even just like put the, you know, put it in a beautiful packaging to even, it, we talked about earlier about the, the fear of decline and, and not patients getting approved and that's the discomfort. We actually even have resources and tools where a practice would know before they even, they even start how many patients will actually get approved by care credit if they were to apply without actually having to run a credit check on them. Well, it's just a pre-call. You just know or pre pre uh, what we call pre screen. Yeah, I just love that. I mean, and especially this. You know, I think about this. You know, if if there's a big case coming in, sometimes even getting that out of the way ahead of time. You know, your front desk could actually have them get pre approved prior to coming to the practice. And I think that's what it's about. It's about predictability. Yeah. About those monetary units coming into the practice and giving these guys some cash flow giving patients cash flow and giving them the right care that they need. And Samir, you and your team, they're doing a great justice for the industry. And that's why we wanted you in particular on this show, this show, Graham, because you guys are doing it right. You're doing it right. And sometimes the big gorillas don't do it right, but you guys are doing it. Well, thank you. No, thank you for the opportunity. You know, hey, we've been doing it for, for almost 34 years and we plan on being here for a very long time. But I, I, we don't take what we do for granted and, and our partnerships like this. And so the only thing I can tell the office, like, don't be scared. Most of the tools and resources and the training we mentioned, they are free of cost to them. You know, it's sometimes it's just just sitting down and saying, show me where we are at and tell me what are we missing and how can we recoup some of that it's a very simple conversation if there isn't anything guess what you don't have to worry about seeing that rep ever again that's one less person you have to ever your team has to ever have to worry about (laughs) and and i'll I'll end it on this don't don't uh, underestimate how important financial uh arrangements uh, financial agreements are to a practice it's it's literally so important. And these guys make it so easy. So Samir, th- thank you. Oh, John, one more. Well, no, because I was even going to say, even selling practices, if there's people on yeah. financial agreements, it's actually valued at a higher rate than zero to $30. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of times, you know, yeah. 
uh, definitely more than 30 to 60 for sure. So, I mean, these agreements stand for something. So one thing down below, we've got Samir's and Care Credit's, you know, contact information. Yes. They're there for a resource. That's the main thing. It's not only a resource for information, but resources for your uh, for your patients. 100%. Samir, thanks so much, man. This this is exactly what I wanted. I mean, you you deliver every single time. Oh, Thank my you. God. Well, you are very kind. Thank you. It was very nice meeting you, John. And, yeah. and thank you again, Mike, for the opportunity. So look forward to to working more yeah. and helping more. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do. I think that's a wrap, boys. Have a great week. Uh, week? Week? And week? Uh, I'm going to go get some breakfast, all right? So okay. Okay. we'll see you guys Thanks later. Everyone. Thanks. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another truth-filled episode of Startup Uncensored. Check out Startup Uncensored on Facebook and YouTube. Click like, subscribe, and interact with Michael and John.